Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The offseason is finally over. The season's here. Now we can actually talk football, talk Browns regular season football, talk NFL regular season football because NFL regular season starts tonight with the Rams and Bills. And the Browns cast is back for a second season. I'm your host, Josh Ploha. With me, as usual, Joe Gilbert. And we're here to do a little season preview, mainly Browns at Panthers preview, which is coming up on Sunday afternoon. But, yeah, if you're watching us live, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And this podcast, and like every other Waiting for Next Year official podcast, is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. Joe, most importantly, how are you doing? How's your short week going? And how excited are you? Are you what? How are your feelings about Sunday? Are you excited? Like nervous, anxious. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing well, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, it's just, it's got a weird feeling to it more than any other one I can think of. Uh, more, more so in like I don't know what's gonna happen. It's for, it's gonna. I, I, I literally, it's one of the most. Um, kind of up in the air seasons I, I can think of because anything can happen. They could bomb, they could really play well. And like, it's just, it's an array of, uh, array of things that can happen. And uh, I'm excited to see what's going, what's going to happen on, uh, on Sunday. All right. So that's first things first. This is just like every, any other season uh, lately. They can be really good. They can be miserable. They can go 0-16. They can be 8-8. and They can make the playoffs. But I'm, you're right, though. I mean, with we all know Deshaun Watson's out 11 games, first 12 weeks of the season with the bye. This team, this offense is led by Jacoby Brissett, and you're right. I mean, it could be ugly. It, it will be ugly at times. It will be good at times because they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't – I. I don't know what to think of this season. If I were to like to predict a wreck, I think they're going to win Sunday, first off, because I don't want them losing to Baker Mayfield. But <laughs> if I were to predict a record, like by season's end, I don't think I could. Because yeah, I have no idea how the season's going to go. Right. It's literally, it's basically two seasons almost, because we're going to have 11 games of Jacoby Brissett and then the six games of uh, Deshaun Watson. It's It's going to be, it's, it's so weird. I, I, there's nothing like it that I've seen, felt before as a fan, and uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to witness and kind of figure out how it goes uh, as we get down the line. But yeah, I'm excited for Sunday, and we'll see what happens. I I know like only in Cleveland is like cliche, but I swear this literally only happens in Cleveland. Like no no shot this happens in any other city. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. <laughs> so, I'm, true. Uh, before we get into the actual Panthers, though, if you were to predict a record for the season, I'm putting you on the spot. You don't have to answer. You can plead the fifth. What would be your uh, pre- what would be your prediction? 
Yeah, uh, so I'll give you a sneak peek of our uh, posts for tomorrow. Um, I think it'll be 9-8. and eight. Um, I think they'll miss the playoffs. I, I don't it, – it's just it just seems like it's going to be an uphill battle. Everything, like just the quarterback, the, the, the quarterback shuffling, and the wide receivers are not the greatest on this team. And, and, and that's on top of just the AFC – the AFC, the whole AFC just being a juggernaut, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. Uh, I think they'll be competitive throughout the season, so it's not gonna be one of those normal Brown season where they just get literally blasted out of the, <laughs> out of the stadium. Um, they'll they'll be competitive. They'll win their games and uh, they'll be in the playoff race for the season, but I think they'll come up short uh, at nine and eight. All right, I like that. That's a bold prediction. Missing the playoffs. I know the AFC is loaded, but yeah, that's that. I, I'll just go with you because, like I said, I don't have a prediction on this season. I don't really want to have a prediction on this season. But I, let's get right into it. Browns at Panthers, one o'clock in Carolina. We all know the main storyline: <laughs> Baker Mayfield. The NFL. The NFL always knows. Deshaun Watson's first game back in Houston. Yep, Baker Mayfield's first game, first NFL game, not in a Browns jersey against the Browns. Yep, I mean, it does it get better than that? Honestly, I, <laughs> I'm kind of, I don't want to wish away the weekend already, but I cannot wait until this game's over just to have the Baker Mayfield talk stop from the Browns. I cannot well, wait. We gotta win first. <laughs> it True. will not stop True. afterwards. It might get worse. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm with you on that. I'm tired of talking about it. We talked about it all off season once the trade was made. I'm ready for it to just kind of play out and see where we go. And hopefully, I gotta bless, pray to every any guy that you go to, please win this game because it will be. You're not gonna the be Baker. Turn, you're not gonna be able to turn the TV on or your radio in the next week or two, probably. And uh, I would say you shouldn't go on Twitter either, but don't go on Twitter anyways. Well, honestly, yeah. that's like that's like the number one rule here: is just don't <laughs> go on, don't go on the Twitter. But uh, so it's not just Baker Mayfield reunion, by the way, for the Browns. Yeah. The Panthers also have Rashard Higgins, who's Baker's security blanket. We all know that. Austin Corbett, who won a Super Bowl last year with the Rams, correct? Yeah. And so he has Zuporin and Cameron Irvin. So it's four, 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 four former Browns going up against Cleveland. I know Baker Mayfield gets all the storylines, deservedly so. But I mean, I guess first, let's first start off with the Browns' offense. Jacoby Brissett is a guy that I guess I'm not comparing. No, this, people are going to think I'm comparing him to Baker. I'm not comparing him to Baker by saying this, but Baker was mainly a guy. That wouldn't go out and win you a game, but he would do it, do enough to not lose you the game. If that makes sense, well, at least when Baker was healthy, I feel like Jacoby Brissett's the same. He's not going to win you the game, but he's average enough where he won't exactly lose you the game either. But he's going to need other players to step up. So let's go. We have to running backs. The mo- probably the most loaded backfield in the NFL. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford. Do you think they're going to run the ball until they can't stop running the ball on Sunday? 
unless they go down big, which I mean, I hope they don't. But if you were to predict one, how much they run the ball, and two, like Nick Chubb, is he going to have 20, 25 carries, 30 carries? How will that all go down? Uh, I do think, yeah, I think the run game will be quite big. Um, they really, they really haven't really shown it this preseason. They kind of, so it kind of leads me to believe that they're going to, they wanted to rest both Hunt and Chubb to make sure that they're healthy for game one. So I, I expect a heavy dose of both of them. I, I, in terms of carries, I could say probably Chubb will get maybe 20. I wouldn't, I don't think 25 or 26 or whatever, but um, I think he'll get more than what he did last year, which I think was 15 or 16, if I'm thinking, if I can remember correctly. Um, and yeah, I, I just think they're gonna they're gonna really put their faith behind the offensive line and then and the running back running game uh, because it's it's the strength of the offense right now with uh, uncertainty at wide receiver and. Um, quarterback uh it's it's got to be it's got to be ba- the offense got to be based off of the run game and i i think it's 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 very good and i think they can they can definitely it can definitely keep the offense afloat while the uh passing game kind of gets going hopefully i would say it might take a while to get going it might hopefully. be like the a drag race where like the guy goes to start like start going and his engine blows out so it's just like it goes really slow down the whole down the whole strip yeah yeah it's it's gonna be interesting to see i yeah i honestly i know i've said this a lot i don't know what to think about this offense nick chubb and cream hunt could they can only do so much we saw at the end of last season when baker was hurt that team just loaded the box with sometimes even eight guys and just forced the browns to pass the ball with Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and David Njoku, and Harrison Bryant, and, I mean, Jesse James, third wide receiver, or third tight end. Anthony Schwartz, I know. I'm Oh, and David Bell. I just, besides Amari Cooper, there's, like, no. I guess David Njoku is the go-to guy. Yeah. But like, he's a tight end. So I just don't, I have no faith in wide receivers. I know a lot of us have said that. I've said that multiple times in this offseason. But it'll just be interesting to see how they tried to move the ball offensively outside of running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I, I do think Brissett is an upgrade over what we saw last year in terms of Baker injured Baker. Obviously that's not a high standard to reach, but um, I think he's much better than that. And he can, he, as you said, he's, he's a quarterback that's not going to take risks. He's not going to, he's not going to air it out kind of turn this offense into a vertical offense, which really they don't really have the personnel right now anyways. So um, it actually might fit better. Um, he's going to, he's going to do the, he's going to do what's in front of him. He may be late on things, um, but he's not going to, he's not going to make the big difference in my eyes between him and Baker are, you're not going to see the stupid turnovers that like what the heck's he throwing to. You're just gonna see them um, missed guys, like not not see the opportunity, which we also saw last season with Baker. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you'll see less turnovers, which is good for an offense that um, is going to be predicated on the on the run game. That might be better off, anyways. Um, before until we can get a, a fr- our franchise quarterback in, so 
Uh, I, I'm not as low as other people are on Brissett. I think he can keep this offense going. Um, I think Amari Cooper is going to have to be probably his best, one of his best seasons in his career um, because this receiving core needs it. And uh, I just hope either Schwartz or David Bell or Donovan Peoples-Jones, someone steps up to be like the secondary receiver. And uh, that could also be Damon Ajoku um, or Harrison Bryant, really. Um, I, I have... I put on, I'll, you'll see it tomorrow in our uh, preview post, but um, I think I expect big things from David and Joku. So he might, he might be the uh, second weapon in the uh, passing game that we were kind of hoping a receiver would be. I, I really want Joku to be really good. And I, I, yeah. well, he needs to be, cause he's getting paid like yeah. a top five tight end now. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. The opportunities the there. The opportunities there. The 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 scheme that he's in is there, and I just think he's in his best physical shape and kind of skill set. I think I think he puts it all together. So that's my prediction. All right, another bold prediction by Joe Gilbert. <laughs> don't look at my bold predictions from last year, please. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, can we just get wait, what were they doing? <laughs> One of them was like Baker Mayfield's becomes like the franchise quarterback. That didn't right, let, that didn't turn let, out well. Let's we're I'm pouring one out for you right now. <laughs> Pour one out. No, you yeah. just forgot to include Carolina's franchise quarterback in that. Yeah, so you were semi oh, yes. right. You just didn't put the two. I was two steps ahead of everybody. Yeah, yeah, you were playing chess while everyone else was playing checkers. <laughs> so, oh, offensively, I mean, you went over the offense pretty. Amari Cooper is the only receiver that you can really rely on right now. Don, DPJ has shown at times that he can be a number right. two wide receiver, but at other times he's shown that he cannot be. David Bell, a rookie. Anthony Schwartz, we don't need to get into Anthony Schwartz. I hope he sh- he proves that he belongs on this team. Yeah, but that hope is quickly fading, especially after this preseason. Yeah, and then you had David Bell. Oh no, I already said David Bell. And those are your four guys, right? I miss. Yeah. Oh, it's Michael, Dimitri Felton. Yeah, and, and Michael, Michael Woods, Woods. But who the I heck mean, knows? But he if, they, if, if they're relying on Michael Woods to produce, the Browns are in really big trouble. So we won't even yeah. talk about that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, I get anything else offensively? Um, it's just going to be interesting to see, uh, at center to see if how it kind of affects the overall line. Um, we, we've seen over what past two, three years that the line has just been dominant with, uh, JC Treader under center. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how much a step down it is from to Ethan, uh, postage. Um, so it's going to be, that's something to watch. And then, uh, it, and another kind of difference with the um, with Baker 
now gone. I want to see how Kevin Stefanski changes his offense, if it, if at all. Like, do we see a, a systematical change because we have a different quarterback, or it's it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of navigates a, a new era and at under center. So I'm uh, interested to see that too. For sure. I mean, this is, I mean, we've said it's a big year for some player like Amari. It's a big year for him. He can earn another big payday if he has a good year. And Joku, it's a big year for him because he needs to prove that he is like a top five tight end. Mm-hmm. But for Kevin Stefanski, too, whether he has Deshaun Watson or not, this is a huge year for Stefanski, especially yeah. after what happened last year or what didn't happen last year, I guess. But and the and Statvent, I was to say Stat Van Pelt. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> and the and the Alex Van Pelt, right? Yeah, it's Alex Van Pelt. Yeah. I don't know why Stat SVP quickly popped into my mind. But it's a huge year for the whole offense, coaching and player wise. The only thing yeah. that we can for sure count on is that the offensive line's really good, assuming they stay healthy, and the running backs are really good, assuming they stay healthy. Everything else is like one big question mark. Yep. Yep. Yes, it is. But let's move to the defense where it's actually. Yeah, let's fun move. To talk about. Let's move to the better. The, I'd say the best side of the ball by far. If you were to say you could only choose one side of the ball for the Browns, I'd yeah. say defense one hundred times out of one hundred. Yeah. Let's start up front. Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. They should feast on Sunday, and by feast, oh, yeah. I mean get feast in Carolina's backfield. Because Carolina's offensive line is not good. I mean, not to be a hater, but Cameron Irvin is, I think he might start. Is he starting on their offensive line? Uh, let's see. I forget who they, let me see. Um, because Austin Corbett, I'd, he's a Super Bowl champion, so I can't hate on him. But I mean, if you have Cameron Irvin starting on the offensive line, I think that's the issue number one. Right. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, let's see. So um, they also. I know they they drafted a uh, a tackle. Um, yeah, he's he's starting. That's what I thought. Um, so Ikem Ekwanu, um, he's the their first round pick from this. Um, he's very good. So, but it's obviously his first. It's going to be his first uh, first time in the NFL playing, and uh, guess what? You get to play Miles Garrett and Davion Clowney, so welcome. <laughs> that's yeah, going to be, uh, be a fun time. And I mean, Miles Garrett, they can say what they want to say, but you know Miles Garrett wants to like break the sacks record this this Sunday. Oh, no yeah. matter what he says pregame, you know in the back of his head he wants to break the sacks record, single-game yeah. sacks record. Whatever that number is, he wants that number. Especially if you saw so, that, uh, if you read the article today, from uh, I think it was Cleveland.com. MKC. Uh, it was yeah. <laughs> He's got some motivation to go. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the snippets was that Baker Mayfield texted Miles after Baker got traded and Miles just didn't respond. So I was like, all right, well, that's all you need to know about that relationship. Yeah. So yeah, Miles Garrett's going to say like the usual player talk where he's not going to say much of anything but talk a lot. But you know, deep down, if he was off the record, he'd say, I want to sack Baker Mayfield 10,000 oh, yeah. times out of 10,000. But so they have Clowney and Garrett on the outside. This is both, a, um, I guess, I, this is mainly a Browns-Panthers preview, but it's also the season. The biggest thing I'm worried about both on Sunday and all season, the interior defensive line. Because mm-hmm. much like the wide receivers, 
there is very little experience. Yeah. So yes, you have there's two less, great defensive less ends. Experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you take out Amari Cooper, yeah. So um, you have Clowney and Garrett, which somewhat make up for it. But yeah. what are your thoughts on the interior defensive line? Yeah, this is um, this is a huge year for Jordan Elliott. Um, it's his first time. It'll be the coming out of the uh, preseason as the starter. Um, he's got to have a big year. <laughs> they they need someone to step up. They haven't had anybody really play there consistently since uh, what Sheldon Richardson was there, um, and that was two years ago. So it's uh, they need someone, anybody. <laughs> like there are four young guys in there. There's um, it's him and then Tavon Bryan, uh, who they um, signed this off season. Uh, Perry and Winfrey, who they're uh, who they drafted this year, and then um, uh, to- Tommy Togiai, uh, Ohio State guy, um, who they drafted last year. Um, obviously, none of those guys are have had super productive year, uh, careers in the NFL, but they all are drafted guys that are kind of they have the talent, they just haven't showed it on a consistent basis. So. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be something to watch to see if they can actually come together. So one of them, two of them, hopefully can uh, kind of assert themselves to be uh, a productive player inside. It does help that you have the two, two of the best do pass, pass rushing duos in the in the league. So it it kind of alleviates the stress on them. And they can move both both uh, Miles and Jadavion can move inside to kind of alleviate the pressure on the interior. Um, but they still they still need guys to step up, and I'm I'm looking towards Jordan Elliott to be the the top guy, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, if he steps up, though, the yeah. defensive line is going to be a problem for opposing offenses and offensive lines. Because yeah. I mean, if you have Clowney and Garrett on the outside, and you have like someone say. That is a B player. Out of if it's A B C D E F, if he's a B on the interior defensive line, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter who's in your defensive backfield. Yeah. But yeah. another. So that's what you're gonna say. Something else? No, no, you're good. Okay. So let's move back to linebackers. Another. I wouldn't say iffy. It's more. It's not the most dominant linebacking core, but with J O K and Anthony Walker, who was named a captain. That's I'm all I right would take it. that. I'm all yeah, right. I would absolutely it. take that. We've seen so many worse, so much worse that linebacker. This is the best they've had in several years. Um, I would say. Um, yeah, I, I expect big things from JOK. I think he's gonna have a breakout year even more than what he did in his rookie season. And then Anthony Walker, he really is he was the consummate guy last year. He kind of just did his job. He didn't lose games. He didn't win games, but he was out there and, and did well. Um, he's a, obviously a leader if he's the captain. Uh, he was ruled the captain. Um, so, yeah, I expect – and then uh, I expect Jordan Phillips to play. Um, hopefully hopefully he can make an impact. And then Sione Takitaki kind of just just is there. He, he, he does his job well um, as the strong side run defender. Um, I it's it's such a better positioning at linebacker than they've been in before, so I'm I'm all right with that position. Um, I really think there's only two clear 
weaknesses on this team in terms of positioning, and that's receiver and interior defense line. And that's how many times have we said that before? <laughs> zero. Zero, yes. Well, at least in my lifetime, zero. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a so, I mean, yeah, I agree with you, though. Linebacking core, I'm completely fine with, especially JOK. Hopefully he has a makes a leap his sophomore year and not has a, not have a sophomore slump. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, JOK and Anthony Walker, I'm completely A-OK with that. So let's move back to the defensive backfield, which I will call right now it is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I'm making that known. Yep. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, He's I'd say he's probably questionable at best for Sunday. Yeah, I, think he's, I know he's he was nominated. Today, I think, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play on Sunday. But even then, I mean, yeah, Greedy Williams is good. But when you have, like, John Johnson and, I know, yeah. Grant Delpit, Denzel Ward, I, EJ Emerson, the rookie, he probably will get some extended time if Greedy's out. And then you have AJ Green. And, yeah, I mean, the yeah, list goes on. There's so much talent in the defensive backfield. It's crazy. Especially a corner. The corner position is just absolutely loaded. They have five guys that – I would not be concerned with if they had to play, and that's that's pretty impressive for where they where they stand right now. Um, I expect this the secondary needs to be the cornerstone of the off of the defense. They need a they need to do their job and shut down opposing passing games because that's the key, obviously, in the NFL now. Slowing down the opposing offense's passing game and. They have they have the they have the edge rushers and they have the secondary to do that. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch how they kind of progress. And it's a second year for pretty much everybody, pretty much all the starters, obviously, and then a lot of the deaf guy deaf guys. Um, it's the second year in the system, so a second year bump can also be a uh, thing to see too. So I'm I'm super excited. It's uh it's gonna be fun to watch. Man, so two really good defensive ends and a good defense. Sorry, I'm back. getting distracted by I see the rock on my television oh, starting God. off the NFL right now. I see I, I'm not turning that on until we're done here. That way I'm not distracted <laughs> yet. But so let's bring this all back to Sunday. We know Clowney and Miles here will likely dominate. Hopefully they will. We yep. need them to. Or the Browns need them to. Gotcha. How do you think the defensive backfield plays? Like, do you see a, quite a few interceptions? Do you see some pick sixes? Do you see pass breakups? Uh, what are what are some of your predictions for Sunday? Yeah, um, I think they 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 match up well with this receiving core. Um, obviously, the guy you want to work out for is DJ Moore. Um, he's their best uh, receiver. Uh, Robbie Anderson is also on the team. He's uh, He's a deep threat, so you got to kind of watch out for them. But they really, God, we'll, we'll see so many better receivers receiving cores over the over the course of the season, and especially in our division, the Cincinnati Bengals are probably the top one, close to it at least. So, um, yeah, I I think they'll match up fine, um, and basically it falls on the quarterback. And I I, I think this matchup really works for the Browns. Um, I know, I know we have the curse of the first game, uh, and we haven't won since Trent uh, since uh, 
Jeff Garcia was on the team, but uh, I really, I really believe every like in terms of just straight matchups that this this is a good one for the Browns. They're facing a a, a pretty poor offensive line versus a quarterback who really struggles versus pressure. You have two of the best edge rushing uh, duos in the league. You have a great secondary to hold it down in the back back end. I I really think. I think the off, the defense is going to play well. It's a, it's just about scoring points on offense and um, if they can get enough points there. That is a big. So if are you thinking a high scoring game or low? Scoring I, game? I think low. I think low. I know a lot of people have said they think it's going to be a shootout. I disagree. I I just don't see both offenses are not the strengths of their team. Carolina's defense is better than their offense. And uh, obviously, as we've been talking about, the Browns' defense right now, at least, is better than the offense. So I expect a low-scoring game. Um, I think Cade York might be an important player (laughs) on Sunday. And uh, let's hope he's up for it. Man, imagine a Cade York game winner. (laughs) If Cade York hits a game winner to beat Baker Mayfield's team, there might be a statue, a Cade York statue outside first entry for the home opener. Yeah. Yep. Phil Dawson, who? (laughs) Wow. I hope someone just records that little part and just records the Phil Dawson, who? Just, just, uh, not click, just block quote, block quote Joe Gilbert so bad. Just only. Had the quotes Joe Dawson Hill, <laughs> but sticking sticking with Cade for just a second, um, he does he will help the offense in terms of kind of alleviating the pressure of having to what got last season. How much? How what yard line did we have to get to 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 score some points like the twenty to feel comfortable? That's a thirty-seven yarder. That's still uh... right. <laughs> I know, like to feel comfortable, like you had to get it. Quite... You'd have to get to the zero yard line. Yeah, you had to get in the red zone. <laughs> yeah, zero. If you're at like with inside the one, that means it's a 17 to 18 yard field goal. I'm comfortable with that. Right. It's like so we're gonna feel like what the Ravens hopefully knock on wood that Cade York is who we think he is and what he's shown already in the preseason. He's a he's a quarterback or a kicker that can actually make the tough tough uh, kick. Knock on wood. The, knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I got wood right there. There we go. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna help out the offense, especially early on when uh, it's gonna be a, a lot of moving parts on offense. So uh, the kicking game will definitely be important uh, on Sunday and then going forward. So I guess that brings us to our last unit: special teams. It's clear that yeah. you are okay with Cade York. Oh, I love Cade York. How about I? Me too. How about the punting situation? And with Jakeem Grant now out for the season after he tore his Achilles a few weeks ago in practice, how are your feelings? So, how are your feelings about punting, kick returns, and punt returns? So, I'm 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 happy with the punter. Um, I think um, Corey. I'm not even going to pronounce his last name. Um, I think he. I think he's a he's a good pro. Uh, he's ex, he's experienced and he's he has a really strong leg. So it's going to be nice not seeing these wobbly ducks that we saw from uh, the Scottish Hammer over the past couple of years. Oh God! 
God. It's just going to be nice to not worry, hopefully not worry about our two specialists um, because we've had to the last two couple of years, and um, it's going to be nice to see that. In terms of punt return and returning game, I'm not very high on Dimitric. Um, quite frankly, I just hope they he makes the catch and fair catches every single one. <laughs> I don't – Joe. <laughs> Just, Joe Gilbert, hoping for something really, really, really fun. <laughs> just, just make the make the darn catch and uh, stay there and don't cause any penalties. Like, how many times do we see it on a return where there's just flags? Like, at this point, every, every time, right? At this point, just, just down it. Let's let's get let's just go, <laughs> man. I remember when I was so excited that Jakeem Grant was a Brown when they I know. when they signed they signed yeah they signed him yeah and I was like wow we're actually going to be able to do something and kick returns and punt returns and now here what we was are that, back to what was that one. the first I think it was the first week of training camp or something like God Almighty and one on one drills right Boards yeah it wasn't even yeah it wasn't there was no contact it was uh, they they could have shored up all three of their uh, special teams and. Uh, not to be. <laughs> yeah, and now here we are back to hoping that the guy fair catches it. Man, what a blast. <laughs> I know, right? But at this point, oh, that's man. a win. That is describe, a win. The Bra- describe the Browns since 1999. A fair catch is a win. <laughs> but uh, So, back to, I guess, the Panthers more. The, the Panthers game, I mean. What are your... I mean, I feel like we just flew through this. It's already been 33 minutes, though. So. What are your predictions for Sunday? I think not just win. not just score prediction, yeah. but like, will Baker Mayfield play well? And it'll be a high. Well, you said low strong game already, but will Baker Mayfield do well? Christian McCaffrey, how will the Browns defense do? How will the Browns offense do? Etc. Uh, I think the Browns win, and um, I don't think Baker. I don't think Baker's going to be horrible but i think he'll make some crucial mistakes that um kind of help browns win i i as i said i think everything is kind of kind of lined up well in this terms of matchup it's a poor offensive line and it's a quarterback who really really struggles under pressure and i think that will turn into a mistake that kind of turns the game around towards the browns so um yeah, I think it's going to be a low scoring. Maybe I would say, God, I think I think maybe twenty points might win the game at the most. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, bet the under for everyone listening. Bet yes. the under. What is the under right now? The over high. under. Um. I, so it, by it, the way, I was thinking into 50, the betting side. The, under. the betting side, it's a, currently a pick 'em. For that, but as far as the number goes, oh geez, forty-two. It started off at forty-three. It's down to forty-two. Yeah. So Vegas doesn't think it's gonna be. Vegas basically thinks whoever gets to twenty-one first is gonna win. Yeah. Take the under. Still. Um. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think um, Browns win. Start one and zero. They finally break the streak. Um. And yeah, I think this is. It's gonna. It, 
to to me, like this streak has just been historically crazy. This would be the year that they break it. That's all I say. Like we have so much uncertainty this season, and and they go out and kind of break the streak. So I, I feel like they uh, they actually do, and they win this game. Man, so their second win in the season opener since 1999. I think it, it'll be the first one since 2004, correct? Whatever Jeff Garcia was here. Which is a great – that is crazy that the Browns have only won one week, one game since 1999. That is bonkers. Yeah. And Jeff that Garcia is so – I'll never – Now has gray hair and <laughs> – True. True. And by the way, for those of you watching live, uh, Buffalo just went down the field and scored easily. 7 nothing. Yes. Gabe Davis, 26-yard touchdown. Josh Allen, 5-5. Five five. Man, I am so jealous of Buffalo fans. Damn it. I know. All right, so back to the Browns Panthers. I I think Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett will have a field day. I have no predictions on the Browns offense. I mean, I think the Browns are going to win as well. I think they're, they'll end the streak, which means I guess Nick Chubb and or Kareem Hunt will likely have a good day because they're going to run the ball a lot because, one, it'll be low scoring, and, two, they'll be winning, so obviously. And, by the way, I love those stats when it's like the Browns are – 60 and one when Nick Chubb has 25 carries. Well, obviously, the more carries he has, the it's likely a good chance that they're winning the game. You're right. Yeah, but, I know. Those are always those are always those stats that you can always put in there. Like, obviously, they run the like, ball. You <laughs> the guard the Cleveland Guardians are 40 and 0 this year when Emmanuel Class A yeah. records a save. It's crazy. Yeah. How when he records a save, the Indians win or the Guardians win. It's a crazy concept. That was similar to the stat. I think it was last year. It was like if Baker throws under like 20 passes or something like that, they win. Like, no, sh- no crap, dude. Duh. And analytics. Hashtag analytics. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Browns win as well. Start off 1-0, which is – it's it doesn't happen too often. So if it does happen, enjoy it. And yeah. in the wise words of Paul Dolan, enjoy it. Enjoy him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm talking a lot of Guardians last minute. You are. But so yeah, the first it would be their first win since 2004, which is still. I mean, every time I say that, I just like, crazy. Man, that is crazy. 18 years. They was the last time they won a season opener. I was what bonkers. I, I was, was 13 thir- years old. I was 13 too. Yeah. Man, I didn't even have a cell phone, and now here we are podcasting about it. Right. So I, but besides that, I don't really have many predictions. I don't know. I feel like it's to be a low-scoring game. I mean, obviously, Vegas has it 42. You have 13 to 20 wins, so basically you're right around 42 over-under as well. I don't know. I mean, Nick Chubb can go off and have three touchdowns. Baker Mayfield can throw for two or three touchdowns. That will put that 42 right there without anything else. So I don't know. But the only prediction I have is that the Browns will win. That's the only thing I'm going with. No score prediction, nothing. Because I'm being lazy like that. (laughs) So. 20 to 14. Oh, two two field goals by the Browns or a missed extra point? Two field goals. I think Cade York, man. And Cade York we trust. Oh, gosh. I, I hope. It'll be the yeah. first time when the Browns have had a kicker since Joe Gilbert's Phil Dawson who. <laughs> Love you, but I mean, the, 
I know we're only, I figured we'd go for at least an hour on this podcast because it seems like we always do, but we just flew through both sides of the ball. I mean, it's just still crazy to me that the NFL lined it up perfectly. So Baker Mayfield goes against Cleveland Browns week one. I mean, yeah, the NFL knows. Oh, yeah. I don't know how, but the NFL knows always. They always, they always do. <laughs> so, any, I know this is a Browns Panthers preview, but it's kind of like a season preview too. Any final thoughts slash bold predictions on for Sunday and for the 17 game season overall? I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Um, I think the, I, as I said, I think they'll be in the playoff race throughout the whole season. It's not going to be some drudge to the, well, to the second round draft pick because they don't have a first round draft pick. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> By the way, just to go off tangent here, uh, both the Cavs and the Browns won't have not a lot of draft talk uh, surrounding those two teams in the next few years. So um, I thought that's pretty funny. So everybody has to get up on the uh, Guardians draft picks. We gotta keep it. Keep our Draft love going. Oh, goodness. The guys that won't see the MLB roster if they do for like four if years. Do, fun yeah. times. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be a fun game. Kind of had it. This offseason, I wrote a couple times. This, it, it was the, this seemed like the longest offseason I've ever went. Like, we were. It was draft. It seemed like the draft was like ten months ago. If you would have told me that the draft was five years ago, I'd believe you. (laughs) Right, and that was like the middle of the off season, (laughs) semi in the middle. Like God, I'm just happy that the games are here. Um, We can finally stop talking about stuff that we repeat on on ad nauseum. Um, we can finally see what this wait hold on hold on hold on you know that's gonna continue true you know well, that's gonna we'll, continue at least we'll have some evidence to back our, some our statements up <laughs> like i'm what i'm really curious about is if the browns win sunday how will baker mayfield be incorporated in a week two preview because they they you know the baker bros and the guys that love talking about baker on twitter Will somehow incorporate him into the week two Browns somehow, some way. Yeah. Like, who do they play week two? I don't even know. It's the a home Jets. game. So, oh, do you know what? Browns, Jets in Cleveland. That's when Baker made his debut. That is, that is true. That is true. That's, that's how I want to. Do you remember the last time the Browns played the Jets in Cleveland? That was when Baker Mayfield made his debut. And that's how some story somewhere is going to start off. 
Let's not talk about the last time they played the Jets, though. That was when their whole receiving core was on the That's COVID true. Bus. Although, oh, I know this is a week one preview, but week two, the Browns are going against Joe freaking Flacco, which the fact that he's still in the league is beyond crazy to me. The fact that he can still throw footballs, man, I mean, the Browns. Let's just say that the Browns should start off 2-0. Let's just put it that way. Should, yes, but will they is but the question. That's true. So, <laughs> before we get going here, oh, I have another, I have an ad to read, too. But before you get going here, any anything else you want to say? I don't have um, anything. Yeah, I just think I don't think it's going to be that horrible season as I as some people I've seen some wild predictions on Twitter and on on just TV as from the national people. Um, I think they'll be competitive. Um, I think you'll see a better offense passing game than last year, but that's not saying much. Um, I really think Amari Cooper is going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be a guy. He's going to be a really fun guy to watch because really we haven't had a receiver like that. Like when Odell Beckham was here, they never threw it to him. (laughs) Like, and then he's, and Amari is better than Jarvis ever wish he could be. So um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to see him um, kind of make his mark. He's going to be utilized a lot because who else you got to throw to? Um, it's, yeah, so Amari's going to be fun to watch. I'm expecting big things from Chubb, kind of his he's, – he's healthy. He The team needs him. So I think uh, I expect big things from him. And I, obviously we talked about the defense. It's going to be – they're going to be good. I really, I really believe. We thought that coming in the last year that there'd be a really good team or a unit. It took a while, uh, but at the end of the season they really played well, and I think it'll they'll uh, shoot off of that and be even better. And I, I am excited to see that. I, I think they'll keep the, the team afloat as the offense kind of struggles along. Man, so just like a normal Brown season, huh? Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna go back to the way back when like we couldn't score points. Now, who who were our quarterbacks then? Like that was like nineteen we, quarterbacks ago, like seven yeah, right. years, nineteen quarterbacks. So we're going back to the time of like, oh man, what was Jeff Garcia, Jeff. Kelly Holcomb, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, that in that era before Brady Derek Anderson. Anderson. Brandon Weems. Oh, God. Sorry, Brandon Weems was still probably stuck underneath the flag. I was just trying to help him out. <laughs> Isn't that, wasn't that opening day? Yeah, because I think that's the only yeah. time that they bring out that huge flag, right? I think Man, so. That's, that's when we should have known. When the moment that <laughs> happened, we should have known. Not only that Brandon Weems wasn't well, the guy, that the Brown season was just going to be horrible. We should have known when we drafted a, what, a 27-year-old rookie quarterback. <laughs> But that's beyond the that's uh that's an argument for another day. <laughs> so that brings us to our ad. We are now semi sponsored here at Waiting for Next Year. It is by BetterHelp. That is B E T T E R help. And it is oh so yeah, that is our first I guess it's our this is my first ad read, so sorry if I'm struggling here. 
But now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. So have you ever been stuck? I mean, let's do it. Brandon Wien got stuck underneath the flag. He probably could not think of positive thoughts that, that whole game, maybe the whole season. Have you ever just been lost and feel like you can't get out of that hole and just can't think of positive thoughts? There's, I know it's, the, seriously though, there are, counseling is good for everyone. You don't want to admit to it because you feel like, especially as like a male, I because I'm a male. So like you feel like it's you're like downgrading yourself if you go to counseling, but it is good for everyone. It can help you out, whether it's seeing positively about your life, whether it's trying to get out of that hole, anything per like personal, family, anything. Better help. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. Give it a try. I personally have not had any experience with that but if you do there's nothing wrong with that so when you want to be a better problem solver therapy can get you there visit betterhelp that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash w-f-n-y today to get 10 percent off your first month that is b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash w-f-n-y yeah like it's hard for me to like do an ad when i have no experience but yep. as a Browns fan, I can totally see, like, I know there's way more serious things in sports, but, like, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. So I somewhat understand as well. Yeah. A lot of things a lot of things can affect your life. So, um, yeah, and sports is one of them. So, yeah. Sports is one way. I guess sports is kind of like a therapy for some people because, yeah. like, you can watch a Browns game and totally be focused for three to three and a half hours on the Browns. And just nothing else in life matters. Which, and you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why yeah. that's why sports is so awesome and crazy all at once. Because I mean, when like I know at the I was in Columbus last week for the Ohio State Notre Dame game, nothing else mattered. Like politics yeah. didn't matter. What was going on in the world didn't matter. Nothing. It was just like we all we were all Ohio State fans and we all agreed that and you know what I mean? It's just crazy how yeah. sports like re- unite people like that. Yep. 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 So now that we're done with that ad, any final, 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 final thoughts? No, I, I just think uh, Browns win and uh, finally go one and zero. Can't wait to see. Can't wait to see that on the uh, little ticker on the bottom. Hopefully, um, for the first time. So I know it's the preview, Browns Panthers preview. The Browns have one win. Since 1999, the season opener, it was in 2004. They're trying to break that streak. They're trying to beat Baker Mayfield and Cameron Irving and Richard Higgins. And I'm missing one. He was a Super Bowl champion last year. And now I can't think of his name. Austin Corbett. So they're trying to beat those four former Browns to start off 1 0. I know it's in Carolina. The game is currently a pick em in Vegas. I don't see how the Browns lose, though. I'll be honest. I don't see how the Browns lose. And I feel like Vegas, I, without looking at the numbers, I th- feel like Vegas probably agrees to because I'm pretty sure last week the Panthers were plus. It was, yeah. The Panthers were two a and a half points. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I think it was two and a half. And yeah, it's definitely uh, has shifted over the past couple of days. Um, I think it kind of shifted a little way too much because they were favored, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they? Mis- Weren't they favored like when the schedule came out? If, if I'm not Panthers or Browns? Browns. 
I, I thought they. I honestly don't know. I no, swear. they they haven't had odds. They haven't had odds since Deshaun Watson was suspended okay. the first time because it was off the board. But okay. I don't know what it opened at. You actually, you know, I'll look that up right now. If you keep yeah. if you keep talking just to kill time, I'll look that up and yeah. see what they opened. Up. I feel I feel uh, like um, I feel like it changed once Baker got traded, and then when the suspension kind of got ruled out. Um, yes, and I think it, you I think are. It went, I think it went way too, way too much towards the Panthers, and uh, I think it's evening out right now. Yeah, so the Browns, I don't know when it opened. I'm assuming it was after Deshaun Watson, but the Browns start off minus four, which seems like a lot for an away team. Because I think in the NFL, the away team gets three or four points. So if they're going to be a pick them and a neutral, so think of it, I'm trying to like break this down into non- People that don't like betting. So if they were playing on a neutral field and the Panthers and Browns were a pick em, since it's at Carolina, it would be Panthers minus, I'm pretty sure it's three or three and a half. So if it, but it was, if it was at Cleveland, that would give Cleveland three and a half points. So they'd be three and a half point favorites. So the fact that it opened Browns minus four and it's at Carolina seems odd to me. But hey, I mean, it came back and now it's a pick em. So yeah, pick em. And a pick means that it's literally zero. You don't bet a line. Yeah. You just bet who's, who's going to win the game. And if you're wondering why we're talking about betting, hey, December uh, December 31st, midnight, you can start betting in Ohio. When the ball drops. When the ball drops. I'm wondering too. if <laughs> – wait, that, that – that we'll, we'll, just, we'll just let that go. We'll just let that go. And I feel like that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm with Joe Gilbert, and the uh, our next ad is okay. Never mind. But January first, if betting becomes legal, it'll be interesting to see how many people are at the casino or casinos or wherever the sports books are on New Year's Eve to place that first. Be- Although, no, now that I think about it, if betting is legal January first, you don't even have to be at a sports book. You can just start betting on True, whatever yeah. app you want. Yeah, I heard something that there's gonna be fifty apps, fifty. Yeah, five I know, zero. Uh, uh, the horseshoe already has one like for practice and I know that I know, so Joe Gilbert he uh, I say Joe I, I always say Joe Gilbert because we have Joe Gilbert as well so I always I always call him Gilbert but Joe here he always writes a preview but as we always say it's a lot easier to talk than this to type so that's why we are doing we will have two podcasts a week we will have a preview podcast a post-game podcast. Post-game, it will be probably within an hour of the end of the game. Because Joe yeah. is a season take holder, so for home games, it'll be a little bit later. Away games, it might be right after the game. But we'll have two podcasts a week, and then once betting becomes legal, we could also have a betting podcast, which would be really... I'm honestly really looking forward to that, because there are so many different avenues yeah. you can go. Really, there is, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I, I'm just excited for the state. Um it's another revenue obviously for funding things. So, um, and obviously I, I like to, I like Vegas and all that. So it was always, I was always kind of jealous when I went to Vegas and I left, I couldn't do it again. So it's going to be nice to be able to do it in, in, uh, in Ohio. Um, and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be fun. And there's, it just kind of, expands the things that we can talk about a lot a lot 
Let's just say a it lot. does. It really <laughs> does. Because yeah. once betting becomes legal, you can literally bet. I mean, let's look at the Super Bowl. You can bet on how long the national anthem is going to be. Yeah. What killer Gatorade is going to be poured on the winning coach. Yeah. You can probably bet on like it, the first play. Is it going to be a pass or run? Is the first score going to be a field goal or a touchdown? Is there going to be yep. this, anything that you can think of involving a game? Yeah. It could be like, is are they going to show someone eating a hamburger and a hot dog <laughs> during the game? It's, anything you can think of, there's a prop bet for it. It's crazy. And it's, it's and, really fun. It's really fun. Like if you ever been to Vegas and like actually watched like a like a, a big game or anything uh, at a sports book, it's it's an experience. It's because you get different cheers for just randoms, random parts of the game. Uh, it's it's a fun. It's kind of it's another. It's sort of like fancy football. It's just another another uh, way of kind of rooting for rooting for something in sports like you you may your team may lose but you may win so <laughs> as a browns fan it's really good <laughs> like i know one of my buddies who lives out west for betting's legal he is like an interception guy but will this guy throw an interception or not so he literally just tweeted out he's celebrating because he bet that josh allen would throw an interception tonight and Josh Allen is 10 for 11, his only incompletion and interception. So he won money for that. He's a betting dude. It was like a ripped away interception, too. Oh, was it really? Yeah. See, I'm not watching. I'm just, the, yeah. I just saw his tweet. I, I have tweet notifications on for him. So I just saw his tweet. But yeah, betting's awesome. Here's the hoping that the Brown season's awesome. Here's the hoping that week one on Sunday is awesome. Because yeah. if Baker Mayfield and the Panthers beat the Browns, Man, don't listen to Sports Talk Radio. No. Probably stay off of Twitter. Just stay off of the television. Just go hide. Just, in, just go hide in a hole. Yeah, just you can watch the news or movies. Movies. Netflix. Netflix I can guarantee you, man. Joe talking about Netflix <laughs> and chilling and New Year's Eve. That's two strikes for you, sir. But seriously, I mean, I hope the Browns win because it could be ugly and very, very, very annoying if they lose. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> so, we will be back with you Sunday, probably like 4.30-ish, 5 at the latest is my guess, but don't quote me on that. But we'll be back with you, hopefully talking about the, how the Browns just won their first season openers in 2004. I think we're doing 5.15. We have a special, we have a new... Uh, 5.15 person. it is. Yes. 5.15 it is. Maybe sooner, probably not later. But yeah, let's just but sometime within an hour of the Browns game. I mean, we will be back here, hopefully talking about a Browns win and how Baker Mayfield lost. Until then, and as always, well, one, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the start of your weekend. And as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Exactly.
life sucks as a grown up. All right, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right.